Time now for the Bradfoe Show with Rob Bradford. With Rob Bradford on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, let's go. Let's go. McFarland, cool. McFarland. McFarland. Oh, boy. They're great. Yeah, they are so good. They are so good. And this is the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford. We're going to have a cavalcade of stars coming up because it's a big day. We're at Fenway. Here at the Ford Clubhouse Studios. That's still a thing, right, Coop? The Ford... Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio. There you go. It's my first time down here this year, and I love Ford, so I want to make sure we give them the props. We, it's luxurious accommodations. There's actually a Ford truck, bizarrely, right outside our studio. I might take that home. I don't think anyone's going to miss it. Like It's a great truck, but no one... It's hidden. It's kind of hidden. I think it's sort of like your gift. You are paid in T-shirts, smiles, hugs, and trucks. That's I don't want to. I don't want to neglect the smiles, the hugs, and the T-shirts. But getting paid with a truck ain't too bad. It's a nice truck. It's a so, nice little caveat. Uh, well, speaking of nice things, we are going to give a, a nice program leading up to the Red Sox pregame show, which coincidentally I'm also going to be doing. Oh my goodness! The- so hold Go on. Yeah, doing my math correctly here. Yeah, that's-, that's just a three-hour pregame show. Uh, yeah, but... We're, are we we're, are we treating the people this weekend? We're, we're, no, we're treating the people in a, a multitude of ways because it's going to be some Celtics, some smattering of Celtics talks. So the initial plan, because we are very transparent here on the Bradfoe Show. We like to tell how the, how the sausage is made. And so what I wanted to do, we did a podcast uh, in, the, in spring training with Kenley Jansen who is an enormous, enormous NBA guy, like a huge NBA guy, loves talking hoops. So we did a podcast where all we did pretty much was talk hoops. So I want him, I am anointing him as the Bradford Show official NBA correspondent, uh, you know, NBA correspondent, because we're going to have our WEI.com guy, Justin Turpin, call in at three and give us the what, what's what when it comes to the big Celtics game coming up later today. But Kenley Jansen I don't know if you know him, Coop. Uh, are you familiar with his work? He did a few things last night. He three is, things to is be exact. The, is the closer for the Boston Red Sox. Now, I did not hear his walking music. This was a big to do about his walking music. Uh, his walking music is "Champions" by my good friend NLA uh, or NLE Choppa. 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 I just call him Choppa. I don't. Choppa. I don't know. Yeah, you keep it short when you're friends. Yes. Yeah, so. He, and so when he first had it at Fenway, we wanted we asked him about how is your walking music because as we know, as all closers know in Boston, the walking music is so so important. So he has champions. He identified it. He's like it has to be louder. It has to be louder. You have to turn it up to eleven for all you Spinal Tap fans. Turn it up to eleven. So I want to know, and maybe we can talk to him about this. Did they turn it up to eleven? So we wanted Kenley to come down to the studios here, but he's working out. He's doing all kinds of things. He's, he's basically making sure the body fat percentage at a certain level, making sure his cardio stays intact, making sure his arm feels good. So we respect that. He has work to do, but, but, but. The hope is that maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be able to call in and give us his what's what when it comes to the NBA playoffs via the phone line, via the old-fashioned phone line. So hopefully we'll get our NBA correspondent, Kenley Jansen, away in. Like I said, we're going to have Justin Turpin of WEI.com, 
who's done a great job covering the Celtics all year long. Does a fantastic he, job with the Sox, too. Does the whole Just does it the all. Ball, whole ball of wax. But for the time being, he is laser-focused on the Boston Celtics because, I don't know if you know this, the playoffs start today. So we're going to talk about that. We're gonna, there's a lot to pick through when it comes to the Boston Celtics. And there's a lot to pick through when it comes to the Red Sox. As you know, this is usually a Red Sox-centric show. And, uh, but I do feel like we have to respect the moment. And we will respect the moment with some Celtics talk along the way. We'll integrate the two, like I said. How, how a better way to integrate the two than actually have a closer for the Boston Red Sox as your NBA correspondent? I mean, it's all coming together. All right. So there's some things that I want to get to, Coop. There is the, the Celtics, the Jalen Brown stuff. We'll play some sound from Jalen Brown. I don't know if you know this. He cut his hand. Uh, Vase or Voss? Doing something with a Voss. Voss. Okay. It's, it, when you make that much money. You, you have a Voss. You get a Voss. There's no Vases. There's a couple A's on that, Voss. too. It's a Voss. And I am trying. We, we've, at the show here, we've been trying to simulate how exactly that might ha- have happened. Um, because it's like, you know, it's like the Kennedy assassination. Wait, so am I cutting my hand? You are. I brought a, a glass vase. Blood oath? And we're trying to figure out, if you pick up a glass vase, how would you ever cut your hand? Like, how would that you happen? death grip it? I guess. But I, I feel like th- th- we, have to, we have to actually, we don't just like throw stuff out here. Like, we actually lean on the science. So that's what we're going to try to do with the Jalen Brown. Situation. I'm glad I can be your guinea pig. Okay. We're going to talk about Red Sox, obviously. We're going to talk about 2013 Red Sox. We were just here out in Lansdowne Street, and you had, uh, you had some familiar faces get out of a car. Right, Coop? I, I was the first. I, all of a sudden, I see this black Suburban pull up, and I, I first name basis. I just go, oh, that's Shane. That's Shane. It's literally what you said. I had to double down and I had to go, oh, Victorino, just to get your attention. Who are the most famous Shanes? Like, if I said there's Shane, who would most people say? Isn't there a wrestler named Shane? I don't. I don't do WWE. Uh, That's uh, Shane McMahon. That's Vince's. There we go. Okay, so there. Thanks, Joe. So, but right now, as we sit here this weekend, the most important Shane is Shane Victorino. He got out of the car, and the next thing you know, there's Johnny Gomes in his yellow and blue. Jacket, holy mackerel! I'm surprised he didn't go full uniform. Fire! Please tell me he had the war helmet on. That it's a long weekend, Joe. It's a long. That's weekend. for Monday. Okay, and and by the way, I want to I want to give the props to the f- nice people at Ford. The Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio is brought to you by New England Ford dealers. They're celebrating Truck Month, featuring F Series, America's best-selling trucks for 48 years. Celebrating the truck that's right out the side of this window. Get great deals on trucks and stock and ready for immediate delivery. All right. So like we said, there's a lot to pick through. Celtics, Red Sox, 2013 Red Sox. And, and, and I do want to get into the, um, the biggest national news of the week, perhaps, which I feel like is a good conversation, which is beer sales. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. Who are you apologizing to? I don't think anyone's upset. I I don't think I I see. Well, there are people upset, but upset about you bringing up beer. Uh, No one's upset over it. No. I was over. We were just in the Red Sox clubhouse. You get your first introduction to the Red Sox clubhouse, Coop. I love the club. Yeah. So the lights weren't going, though. What's your take on it? Was it everything you hoped and dreamed? I need to come back during a night game when it's not marathon weekend and they have the yellow accents and everything. They're They're not wearing yellow today. 
No, I know, but like they still have the nameplates where it's the yellow and blue, and uh, everything still can. Like, okay, you were thrown off. Yeah, it was right. too light. I've been told that it's a club atmosphere. That was more of like a brunch setting. Yeah, I like it lighter, and usually it's too dark. Yeah. So anyway, we were in there, and I was talk- talking to some some of the fellas about the the Strom comments on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast about beer sales. Uh, we're going to get to that. We'll play the sound of Matt Strom, formerly of the Red Sox, currently of the Philadelphia Phillies, talking about, in a very pointed way, about why, how hypocritical MLB teams are in selling beer in the eighth inning. I think it's a talker. I think it's a talker. I do. I mean, when he brought it up in, I think I'm supported in the fact by Coop. I have never had anything. I was telling the guys this in the clubhouse. I've never had anything picked up as much as that thing was picked up. It was no? great. Not, not the Joe Kelly book that you might have put out? I mean, the, the book, a damn near perfect game. Go buy it. Now, no, not I'd even that, that up for you there. Yeah, but... It was nuts. It's crazy. It made a headline on ESPN, ESPN.com. Joe, like that, ESPN is the, the, the least of the, the outlets that picked it up. When TMZ you picks blow it up, your nose at ESPN. <laughs> well, especially especially when they put in like transparent little one point font as heard on the, the baseball uh, isn't boring podcast. Yeah. Um, no, like T, when TMZ and then you have like the news outlets. It's a thing. It's a thing. So in case people don't know what I'm talking about. Matt Strom went on the Baseballs and Boring podcast and basically said, hey, these teams are being hypocritical because of the quick games. You have right now, I think there's four teams who are moving their beer, the end of their beer sales to the eighth inning instead of the seventh inning. It should actually, if they really cared, it should be the sixth inning. So MLB pitcher goes after MLB teams about beer sales. There's a headline. I want to talk about that. I do also, like I said, I want to get into the 2013 Red Sox. And because, Coop, did you, uh, you're a Netflix guy, right? I enjoy Netflix. Did you see the, did you see the Boston Marathon um, manhunt thing that so just came out? I, I, yes. I started that with my roommate, actually, uh, Thursday. And how, what did you think of it? I thought it was, like, you can pick apart any of these things. But what it did for me is it, it reminded, I thought it was a good time to watch it. Okay, because, I agree with that. Because because as we're getting ready to the 2013 team coming back and celebrating, and maybe some of those guys will pop by, who knows. But I think it, it gave us a good reminder of what why, the day is about. What the whole thing's about. I mean, yeah. because 10 years, you're, like, you're sort of like, okay, well, is this... What what was really was was it as big a deal as we're making it out? Yes, it was an enormous deal. I was just talking to Tanner Houck, and this was a very unique perspective. So obviously, there's nobody in there, not even Alex Cora, who was a member of the Red Sox back in 2013, right when when this stuff was going on. So Tanner Houck said, "I remember that I was in history class in high school." And he said, "My teacher, not a Massachusetts guy, no, by the no, way. no, no, Missouri, you would have been on April Missouri, vacation, Missouri, right?" Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Well, no, I, I mean, like, I was in high school at that time, and I remember, like, having baseball practice and coming back from baseball practice and seeing that. But continue. Like, it's just... Yeah, so, so maybe, so, the, the time of day, so maybe this was a flawed... Art, it was late in the day in the Missouri uh, schooling system. Uh, well, I'm also sure, because we, we would have immediate oh, no, news no. about it, because oh, no, we, no. like, you're living that day. No, I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm forgetting, obviously, the game starts early, so... Okay, uh, yes. It would have been uh, afternoon. So, Tanner Houck said he was in class in Missouri, and the history teacher said, we're stopping, we're putting this on TV... And 
because this is a historic moment. This is happening. This is in Missouri. So, so that gave me a good perspective of not only feeling really, really old because this guy's in high school, you're in high school, whatever, but also like this is what, how impactful that was across the country. To uh, uh, And the first thing that I think of, and this is for old, 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 old people like myself, the only thing that I can relate to that was back when the Challenger, the space shuttle blew up. And I was in high school. And when that happened, they did the same thing. We're, we're watching this. Everything's grinding to a halt. This is the priority. So to understand like how impactful and how important and what this meant was it was such a big deal. Like that was a good perspective of it. But I'll come back to the Netflix documentary. I feel like people should watch it. And I, I'm going to get your take on it in a second. But people should watch it just to remember the, the feeling of it all. So what was your take? So it was kind of exactly that. It was nothing new. You didn't really learn anything new. And maybe that's more of a product for people. Uh, I don't know. You just pointed at someone. Uh, I have a bad angle here. Jake Jake Peavy's out there right now. Oh, Peave Dog. Does this go out to the street? Are we going out to the street? Can you you make that happen? I don't don't have the Twitch running right now. I'll get the Twitch going. No, because does the sound go out to the street? Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, Jake Peavy over here. Come over here. It's over here. You just had five people look over. Yeah, I know. Everyone named Jake Peavy. See, see that's Jake Peavy over there. I'm pointing it. Ask no him one to come over to the window. <laughs> <laughs> just come on over. We'll pop the window open. You can crawl uh, through. He's a friend of the program, Jake Peavy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. There, there, there he is. Now he's running down the street. He's trotting. What's, he's trotting. All right, he's running away from us. Anyway, so Netflix, was. it was good to remember. It was good to remember. Like, I think for people outside the area, it might be more informational. Or informative, but you kind of knew but everything in all the, the shots. It showed the impact of of the community. Yeah, but like it was also kind of like like with my documentaries, I like to see some stuff that I've never seen before. Oh, I it did. was there was uh, there were like some body cam oh, footage, but there no, wasn't no, anything no, like no. intense. There was it, keep watching it. There was there was the older brother getting run over by his younger brother. Oh, I missed that. Oh, See, yeah. I ended up tuning out because I was oh, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I so, know it all. Like, I, so I, there, lived, there, I didn't No, no, it, no. But. but this is the thing. Is that I, That's my, one of my takeaways of this documentary is that there was a ton of video. And I, I've seen the video of the kid running, escaping the car and running from one gas station to another. Yeah, that's on YouTube. Right. I, I understand. No, I understand. Don't, don't poo-poo me. Well, I mean, no, that was just like but, my, my but there was, there was When they had the gunfight fight in Watertown, and the older brother is being wrestled to the ground by three cops. And they're on top of him. And then all of a sudden, here comes the SUV storming at him. And you see the cops jump off of the guy. And he runs right over him. Like, so there you go. There you go. It was good. All right. So I'll have to tune back in so for that. I, but I just, I just wanted, like, this is, when we talk about this weekend with all these people coming back in 2013 and, and remembering what happened, and we'll revisit this as well. But I think it's that Netflix documentary, as flawed as it, a lot of people might think it is. Fine. Oh, I don't think it's flawed. Well, I mean, it's still a good product. It is. It's 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 a, it's I, doing what it's supposed to, me, to do. Exactly. It was well timed. So so forth and so on. All right, we can talk about that. We can talk about the Red Sox. We can talk about the Celtics. We can talk about it all. We are here at the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studios. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Coop, and this is Joe Braverman giving you some trends. 
The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Playoff season begins in Boston starting today as the Celtics begin their first round series this afternoon against the Atlanta Hawks. Both teams have a clean injury report with tip-off from the Garden set at 3.30. NBA award finalists were announced yesterday. Celtics coach Joe Mazzulla was one of the three finalists for NBA Coach of the Year, along with Sacramento's Mike Brown and Oklahoma City's Mark Dagnall. And Malcolm Brogdon was also named a finalist for NBA Sixth Man of the Year. The MVP finalists are Philly's Joel Embiid, Denver's Nikola Jokic, and Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also in the NBA, the playoff field is set as the Miami Heat defeated the Chicago Bulls and the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Thunder to secure the AC in the East and West, respectively. The NBA playoffs are now underway with Brooklyn and Philly tipping off just minutes ago. The Red Sox snapped their four-game losing streak by defeating the LA Angels 5-3 last night. Rafael Devers hit the go-ahead solo home run in the fifth inning. Angels committed three errors, a pass ball, and a wild pitch, and were charged only one earned run of the five the Red Sox scored. Game two of this four-game series will take place this afternoon. Joe Castiglione and Sean McDonough have the call from Fenway at 4-10 on the Shaws and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaws perfecting the yard afresh. Nick Pavetta will get the start for the Sox opposite Tyler Anderson for L.A. Rob Bradford will have the Mass Mutual pregame show one hour before our first pitch. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. Bruins' run to the Stanley Cup begins Monday night as they start their first-round series with the Florida Panthers. Patrice Bergeron was not at practice today, and Linus Allmark was. The Bruins enter the postseason winners of eight straight and 15 of their last 16 games. And the Revolution are on the road to play the Columbus Crew tonight at 7.30. The Revs currently sit second in the Eastern Conference with 16 points. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Welcome back to the Bradford Show. Bob Bradford Coop. Special. This is a, was a bizarre scene about two minutes ago where I convinced them to let me out of Fenway Park to go chase somebody down. But it paid off, Coop. What's that? Because Jake Peavy's on the line. Oh, no kidding. Jake. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, man if I only knew. If I, I was trying to get in there, Rob. I'm sorry. Apologies. Fun weekend, uh, though, pal. How is everybody? Yeah, uh, everybody's good. And, and, and Jake, the, no apologies needed. I, you know, you're running around, and, and I appreciate you, you calling in now. So, And I wouldn't want to keep you because you're heading out to the, the finish line with some guys, right? The Boston Marathon finish line. Yeah, that's line right. right we, 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 just left a, uh, we just left a really cool uh, – me, Victorino, and Johnny Gomes just got to relive some stories with, with a cool fan base and start finish line ceremony and then we're having a big night at the city winery tonight with with dempster peter gammons and company into pre-game festivities tomorrow uh, a lot of fun jack brown concert tomorrow night oh uh, hey, listen it was and i know that last i taught last time i saw you jake you were playing musical instruments and singing with another member of the 2013 red sox ryan dempster out at the innings <laughs> festival in Arizona after I was hawking books with Joe Kelly. What a time that was. That's right. That was good. That uh, was good. Oh, look, the Innings Festival, it doesn't get any better. In, in Phoenix and in Tampa, both, you get to catch baseball during the day and get to catch music at night. The Black Crows were phenomenal. They, they stole my heart at, uh, at Innings Festival. All right, Jake. Well, I don't want to keep you. I just want to, now that you come back, and we were talking about this Netflix documentary came out, sort of re- remembering everything that happened in 2013 and i know that you're going to be asked this question a lot over the course of the next couple of days but what do you remember about that day uh, you know 
I, I, Rob, it's a different thing for me because I wasn't here in Boston. Remember, I oh, got that, yeah. in, in, in into the, this situation, so I watched. Um, I watched it from from television, and, and then I had some close friends on the team that I spoke to, um, and and so I, I didn't. I wasn't in town, Boston, that day, and I didn't go on the road with the team to Cleveland. I just listened to Johnny and Shane speak about what that day was. I've got a great buddy who worked downtown and was in the middle of that scene. Like a good buddy is in family, so I had uh, I had people that I immensely cared about right in the middle of, of and even running to to help. So um, it was an emotional day, and I robbed to me. What I think it stands out is even after the celebration of we won the World Series and on the parade day we stopped at the start-finish line and Johnny Gomes put that World Series trophy down and here comes David Ortiz running up um, to commemorate what went down. You got 10 years later, we're all coming back, and you got Ryan Dempster and Brock Holt running the marathon, and who are they running in the name of victims? And we all just, it was such a, a heavy moment, and we love getting to to talk about the World Series championships and 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 relive all the good moments. But we also want to pay respect to those few that, that did lose their lives and families affected, and make sure that their legacy lives on as well. So, I think you know, speaking to the day and what it means to everybody in general, it means a a, a day of of toughness, a sadness, somberness, but it, but also a day in in, in, in months after to speak to overcome. Uh, overcoming obstacles and going on to achieving really cool things as a city. It's really an interesting perspective. And we have Jake Peavy on the line here and, and it's an interesting perspective because we talked about, I was just talking Jake about being in the Red Sox clubhouse and talking to a guy like Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck was in high school and he said, yeah, I remember that happened. Our history teacher made us watch it. And like you said, you weren't here, but you, you were somewhere and you hear about it. So it wasn't just being in Boston. It was other places. But what I'm curious about, when you do get traded here and you do get immersed in this team, did you feel like right away that, okay, this is a unique bunch of guys who are playing also with this, with this moment and this memory as part of sort of the, the thing that's pushing us along? Yeah, it was absolutely evident from the day I walked in the clubhouse, Rob. And, and you, as somebody who was as close as you were to the team and covering the team on a daily basis, I know that you can verify that this feeling was alive and, and real. And I think the bombings, you know, had did something to us, all of us in our perspectives on that year. And I felt like, you know, coming off that 2012 season, there was there was certainly strained relationships within the media and the players and the Red Sox and stuff. And it was just a a tough uh, deal that they were coming off of. I think the what happened that day um, really gave us all perspective and, and, and allowed us, you know, everybody to work together in a little bit more of a relaxed environment, if I may say. And, and that's just, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, there's no science behind any of this, but I believe that there was a bit of understanding there. And it wasn't so much as, oh, we're going to bury this player because he went 0 for 3. And, and then there was, more, um, I think, give on our side and, and more openness, and we end up having great relationships with yourself and Peter Abrahams and, and everybody um, involved. So I, I, it was certainly evident from the time I walked in, Rob, that something special was happening here, and um, it truly was. 
Well, Jake, I, I look forward to seeing you all the weekend long. I look forward to seeing all the guys. And, and I know you're running over the finish line there. I re- appreciate you really jumping on last minute. And it's just great seeing you, man. It's great seeing you. And uh, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, an impactful and fun weekend. Oh, absolutely. Look, it's fun to be back in Titletown. We're going to have to bear with these Red Sox and stay on our positive train. we got a lot to, to get through. But offensively, we look good. And the bullpen looks good. But look, this is Titletown, Rob. The Bruins, the Celtics, we're on our way to, to putting another title up. Hopefully, in some sport, um, it's great to be back in Boston, to be recognized, and part of that 13 team will always be something I cherish forever. So I appreciate the kind words. All right, Jake. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, Rob. All right, well. As as we thank you to Jake Peavy for jumping on. And speaking of, uh, it's, it's good that we had mentioned that uh, being title town and also part of the optimism of the Boston Red Sox, which is the relievers. And just so happens that the the cavalcade of starts keeps on coming. Kenley Jansen, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for all having right, me. NBA correspondent yeah. Kenley Jansen. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging on, man. We had Jake PV on, and um, and obviously a lot going on. And I don't know if you have sort of if you felt like before we get to your NBA picks real quick, if you have felt sort of what's happening over the course of this weekend with uh, with the remembrance of the ten year anniversary, of the marathon bombing, and all that. If if that sort of and maybe not, I mean because it's it's going to be more and more and more as this weekend has gone on. But what's your perspective of it, Kenley? I mean, it's pretty, you know, I mean, just for me to be here in Boston and knowing that experience that Boston Marathon, man, it's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, yeah, I will enjoy it. All right. Well, let's, let's get down to brass tacks. You, congratulations. Yeah. You have been officially an, uh, anointed as our NBA expert, as we said <laughs> in this spring training. Yeah. Um, so you're a Lakers guy, though. You're a Lakers guy. Yeah, sorry. I'm a Lakers guy. I <laughs> grown, up, grown up being a Shaq fan, you know, watching Orlando with Shaq and Penny, you know, and then, he, you know, he went to L.A. And since then, I stay there, you know, just being a Lakers fan now. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, so let's go through this. We have to start with yeah. the hometown team here, Kenley. All right, you okay. got you got the Boston Celtics against the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Is there, yeah. is, is there what, what's your prediction? What's your prediction? Uh, best of seven. I would say, I will say, man, it's either going to be a five or six Celtics. Ooh. Um, yes, I, I believe you know this is going to be not saying a quick series, but you know I think Boston, you know they came out, you know firing. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get this series, you know. I mean, they're looking pretty sharp, and so I, I will say Boston and six. Okay, Boston and six. Which you know, you're not saying sweep. You're not even saying, but you're saying Boston six. You're, you're giving the yeah. Hawks some, I, I, some, I, I some just give them the that home court advantage. You know, um, when when they when they're at home in Atlanta, you know. But I don't think I, I don't think they obviously have a shot here in in in, in um, Boston. So let's see how the you know you gotta see. It's got it's gonna dictate more in game three, you know, how the the Hawks gonna respond. But, you know, I'm predicting for sure that the first two games, you know, it's gonna be handed, you know, to Celtics. Okay. All right, so without going through all the teams, I do wanna know for start with the Eastern Conference. Is there a yeah. team who first of all, who do you think is coming out of the Eastern Conference? 
And you have to be, just because you play in Boston, don't depict the Celtics. Don't play with the crowd, Kenley. Come on. I'm not picking the crowd, but I'm just gonna be honest, man. Like, you know, um, you know what Jalen Brown's gonna give you. You know what Jason Tatum's gonna give you. You know, it's gonna depend on the other guys. You know, like, like, like my pick of the day. You know, it's gonna be Marcus Smart. So he's coming out there and having a yeah, he's having a really good game. It's easy to pick, you know, Tatum or, or Brown, but um, he comes and having a really good game. You know, you see it before. You know. Uh, he's there at Paul Travels and all that stuff, you know. He coming out there and play good defense and, you know, push that offense, I think, you know. It's, it's going to be good, man. I think Celtics will come out of the East. I mean, you can't sleep on Giannis. You cannot sleep on Giannis, you know. I think – I still believe Sixers are one piece away to be very, very good. Um, but it's going to be the pants, like – I still get Boston over um, um, over over Milwaukee, you know. So we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll okay. definitely see how it All goes. right, but, but you I know what? Not not only do we get your Eastern Conference pick, but we get your pick to click, which is Marcus Smart, your Player of the Day. I like that. That's yeah, that's my, that's my Player of the Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so now now this is a real test of your fandom whether or not you're able to separate your, your oh fandom from, from reality. Who's coming out yeah. of the Western Conference, Kenley? Who's co- Kenley Jansen's joining us. Ah, yeah, yeah. Who is coming it's, out of the Western gonna, Conference? You know, like, like you say, for me, it's just living the reality. You know, um, you, can't, you can't sleep on the Golden State still, man. Like, as much as I want, you know, the Lakers to be good, you know, they, they have tough Memphis com- um, coming out, but who doesn't want to see a second round Memphis and, 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 and Warriors, you know, or I still, man, with a healthy Draymond Green and a healthy um, um, Clay, you know, Steph Curry doing his thing, you can't, you can't, you cannot pick them. I mean, you can say whatever you can say about their season. You know, I always say that was a championship fatigue for them. You know, um, once you get them in, in, in a game seven, I think it's going to be tough still to beat them. So I still pick the champs coming out of the West. Okay, so, do, well, look, you're saying the Lakers aren't going to go to the, the finals, but do you think the Lakers beat the Grizzlies? I hope so. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my thing, you know. <laughs> I hope they beat everybody, you know. So I'm a Lakers fan. How can I not say they're not going to beat everybody? I hope they beat the Warriors. I hope they beat the Clippers. I hope they Denver, you know, whoever they play. So, but you got to be like, for me to be realistic, for me to be realistic, you know, I think the Warriors are still the team to beat in right, NBA. So, so, so okay. So, yeah. so now we have Warriors Celtics. Here it is, yes. Kenley. Here it is. Who do you got? It's going to be a good one. You know, it's, it's, it's the good thing I can say about this year, man. Um, the good thing I can say this year is basically it's going to be – you can't predict who's going to win this. It's very balanced, you know, so I like how the postseason is this year with NBA. But, you know, like, oh, man, you put me in the spot right now. So I, I still think <laughs> to be the best, you got to be the champs, man. So, uh, all right. you know, they, they, they might have a good shot, but sorry, sorry, Boston fans. Don't hate me, but, you know, I'm a Laker fan, you know, so – you know how it is, man. That's, like that's all good. I love it's you guys. all good. I love you guys. I love you guys here wearing the Red Sox. You just love me, but we know who we are. 
in the NBA. So I'm well, not going to say more than that. So it's, a, it's all tied good. right it, now. I hope it stays tied, but I got to be realistic. It could be 18 for the Celtics this year, also too. All right. Okay. Well, it's all. We'll we'll check back in as the as it goes on. And I, I do know I do know this, Kenley. I'm going to guarantee this. This is the lock of the year when it comes to the NBA playoffs. You will be yeah. making your first appearance at TD Garden. You will be I watching will. the basketball. I will. Yeah. I will. But deep down, I will probably have my Lakers jersey that nobody will see. <laughs> you know, underneath. But you know, I definitely will. You know, why not? You know, I love basketball. I love the game of basketball, but. You know, if you're a true fan, you got to stay true to your team. I know. Well, that's why you're our NBA correspondent. Oh, yeah! And the last thing, Kenley, is I have to ask you the only baseball question that matters. Was the walk-in music loud enough last night? We, we have talked about it was, this. It was good. It was good. It's surprisingly, like how I hear the fans kind of sing along with that song. So that was pretty cool, man. We, we picked cool a good moment. one. We picked a good yeah, one. Yeah, we picked a, Yeah, we all picked a good one, so... You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be good. You know, just gotta keep doing it. Now day to day, just go out there and try to be at my best. All right. Well the best NBA correspondent in baseball, Kenley Jansen, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. All right. Wow. What a what a segment that was, Coop. A lot going on there. Incredible breakdown. I mean, yes, that's why he's the NBA correspondent. And and I know he was sheepish about it, you know, coming out and saying the Celtics would lose. And I think Bostonians respect that more. Well, I think they, re- like they of course, you want to hear the Celtics are going to win. But if, if Kenley's going to come out here and be like, I'm a Celtics or I'm a Lakers guy, stick by your well, bias. Well, you also, ride, ride that. Right. Well, you also have to, you, you can, as he said, he's a Lakers fan who's picking the Warriors. That tells you that he's a student of the game. Yeah, I respect that more than him being like, oh, I got to come into town and I got to be a Celtics fan. That's always great to see. Show some fandom. All right. Well, Show a like passion. I said, like that, that, that may have been the best segment in the history of radio right there. Jake Peavy. And Jake Peavy back to back with back Kenley back. Jansen. And more to come here. There's a lot more to come here in the Bradford Show. We're going to have all, everybody's been waiting online or on, I'm sorry, on, on the line, on the line. Uh, this hold on. We're going to get to you. I appreciate your patience. 617-779-7937. We'll have our NBA, or I'm sorry, our Celtics correspondent, Justin Turpin, checking at the top of the hour because all these people driving in to TD Garden, getting ready for the big Celtics game, we want to scratch right where they itch. I hope we did a little bit of that with our NBA correspondent, Kenley Jansen. A lot to get to here, but first we're going to take this break. All right, welcome back to the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford, along with Coop here at the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studio at the Wall Place at Fenway Park. Joe Braverman, Beyond the Glass. Joe, have you ever been part of a, a, a segment like that? Never. No, no. I've never had two people on the hotline back-to-back just like that, and I should say two stars like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we were bobbing and weaving all over the place, but I think we pulled it off. So if you want to go check out that segment a little bit later, if you like, go to the Odyssey app, go to WEI.com, wherever, or go, you know what? Twitch? I got the Twitch running as oh, well. Oh, you do? All right, oh, go to Twitch. Baby. Speaking go of to- Twitch, Coop, that is a very flor- floral shirt that you have on right now. Thank you. It's sunflowers. I had to rock the blue and yellow for uh, obvious purposes. Yeah, even though they aren't wearing, the Red Sox are not wearing blue and yellow today. Uh, it's Jackie Robinson Day. And um, but is that going to affect the uh, the betting lines at all? I know that they're pretty lucky with the yellow jerseys. Yeah, so is. how's the spread looking? 
Uh, let me check my FanDuel app. I will check <laughs> it later. So, uh, but we have been talking a lot about a lot of things. We're talking about the two. Obviously, Jake Peavy was great talking about the 2013 um, team, and there will be more of that to happen. Whether it's being on the broadcast with Will, Lou, and Joe, or or you know everywhere else at Fenway Park, as we said, Jake Peavy, Shane Victorino, and Johnny Gomes were just literally he called wide going out to the the finish line, the marathon finish line, and. Uh, so we talked about that. Obviously, Kenley Jansen came on, and he was he has been deemed our NBA correspondent, our Celtics correspondent. Justin Turpin will be calling at the top of the hour to give the what's what for all you driving into the game today. Um, and we haven't even got to uh, the meat and potatoes of the Celtics. We haven't gotten the meat and potatoes of the biggest topic of the week, which is Matt Strom talking about beer sales as well. But we've been waiting, leaving these these fine folks, these friends of the program, on the line way way too long. We appreciate the patience of these people because they're excellent and they love the show and we love them, starting with Jeff in Watertown. Jeff, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, Bradford. Hey, Coop. How you doing? Oh, we're hanging hey, in there. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, sorry, you sorry to keep doing you great, waiting, actually. Jeff. It was kind of a, kind, that, kind of a coo- that was worth kooky it. hour. Okay. It was worth go. it. But you know what? I, I called, uh, you know, part, partly to, to uh, you know, talk about high and balloon, but after hearing all that and, and, you know, being a resident of Watertown for over 40 years, um, you know, 10 years ago was amazing. And, you know, it's an experience I never want to go through again because we were shut, you know, we were locked in the house for, you know, 18 hours. And I heard, you know, I heard the gunshots. I heard the bombs about five blocks away. They found, you know, uh, Joe Horrid, you know, across from the street from my church. I mean, you know, but the police, the, the neighborhood, the community, everybody, you know, it was it was just an amazing time. And, and uh, there's just so much pride. So a shout out, you know, to all the people um you know, in Watertown and the police, and, you know, it's a, it's a real small community and people know each other. And so it was pretty, it was a pretty amazing time. And I, like I, said, I don't want to go through it again, but you know, the funny thing is I told you guys that uh, I had picked the Red Sox to go to the world series in spring training that year. I was absolutely convinced of it. I actually thought the bombing would be like would derail that because I was like, there's no possible way that they could possibly win the world series. That's too much of a storybook ending. And it's exactly what happened. So it was just an amazing, an amazing year. Team of destiny, and and yeah. you know it's so there's a lot to pick through when it comes, and we're going to be talking about this, I think, all weekend long for good reason, Jeff. But you know, I mentioned this Netflix documentary this came out, and, and what it did for me, it, it reminded me a lot. Not only was not only in terms of the particulars of the manhunt, which a huge part of that was your town in Watertown, yeah. but all, but also just the feeling at the beginning of the whole documentary, the feeling. That, that we had at that time because, you know, 10 years it, it, it is human nature, right? It dissipates yeah. a little bit. It just does. Yeah. So, but, but then, then to go back to the team itself, if you picked them in spring training, God bless you, man. God, yeah. you, you were on an island. You were on an no, island. I know, and, and, and that's what people said. But the, the thing was that I, I, I did really feel that they had a chip on their shoulder from, you know, from the year before from Bobby Valentine. I thought – I, I, what I said was if those guys, if Victorino and Gomes and those guys could just have average seasons for them, that, that's what we needed. We had the core. Um, but, but it was just like, you know, and I still believed in it. And as the, as the momentum happened, I just kept saying, like, can we really pull this off this year? You know, can Johnny Gomes really be down at the finish line with the trophy? And it, it's, it's, it, it, that'll, that'll always be my second favorite sports team of all time because it was just an amazing, uh, an amazing experience. And, and you know, it, congratulations. It, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
No, you first. But I, to, <laughs> I just wanted to, but I also wanted to congratulate you on the national. I mean, you are the Lin Manuel Miranda of uh, sports talk. So, uh, you wow. Know, uh, but 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 con- but congratulations uh, on you know the national exposure. But I have to tell you, the first game I watched. With the with the pitch clock, the first thing I said to my wife is, they're gonna have to adjust beer sales because they're not gonna make enough money. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, well, so I think, I, and what you're talking about, of course, is Matt Strom going on the baseball right. and boring podcast. And and Jeff, I appreciate it. it. It's honestly, like I said, I've never had anything. I've had stuff picked up all over the place, but I've never had anything that was picked up so universally. And I think it just it just sort of hit where people could understand sports or not the beer sales thing. Um, and, and I was just talking to some players in the clubhouse and I said, listen, you know, a year from now, there's going to be a lot of the stuff we're going to be looking back at and said, wow, like how it changed because of the time of game. I mean, that's just one, another thing in that podcast, Jeff Strom was talking about how in June and July, he's waiting for the injuries to happen. He's saying like, listen, you know, everything is being rushed, rushed, rushed. Here comes the injuries. So I thought that was interesting as well. So, all right, so there, Jeff is gone. Do we lose Jeff? Uh, okay, well, we appreciate Jeff <sighs> calling. And as we do, we appreciate every time Allison in Cambridge calls. Allison, how are you? Thanks for holding Hi, on. Hi, guys, I'm fine. I just, that was another, another thing about Xander not being here. He was the last person from that team that was still on the team until so recently. And that team was just so special. I mean, it was just that it was so necessary they did what they did, but you didn't think it was possible, and they did. And I think that Shane Victorino, the Flying Hawaiians, entrance on the Bob Marley Three Little Birds, and the words to it, don't worry about a thing, is every little thing going to be all right? It's just so much like fit with that team. I mean, I just oh, felt like Alice, Allison, not to cut you off there, but oh, that yeah, moment uh-huh. where he gets up to bat and the entire Fenway yeah. crowd is singing it, chills. <laughs> Absolute chills. That team, top top to bottom, that team was so entertaining, and those guys just but, but they, show up they and get it done. Super, they were grown-ups and professional, but they were also kids, and they had such a great spirit. And it was just like, it was so special. I, mean, I will always think, I mean, obviously the 4 team getting over that hump, and they were a really magical, great bunch of guys. But 2013, I mean, both of those are my co-favorites for the Red Sox four World Series, and, and of course, David Ortiz with This Is My effing City, and the whole, I mean, it's just like, it was such a magical time, but I also, I realized something, I always knew that we were so lucky that 2012, that the weather wasn't, 2012 and 2013, 2013 for the marathon day, it was very cool, so there weren't a lot of people in the, coming to the medical tent, in 2012, it was 90 degrees and humid, so the medical, the medics would have been flocked with people who were heat prostrating, but also in terms of imagine if the Red Sox years were reversed and if it was the Bobby Valentine year so 2012 in terms of the weather for the marathon and in terms of what was going on with the Red Sox and Bobby Valentine you couldn't have had that with the marathon bomb I mean that would have been the devil took control I well, mean, and, and, and Allison we, we talk about that day itself and, and the, the, another part of that was it was delayed the, the people being delayed outside to come out of the, the game because remember yeah. they gave it up in the ninth they let right, Tampa right. Bay. They let, let Tampa Bay tie in the ninth, and they came back and won it in the bottom right. of the ninth. I mean that right, thing. Right. It was. Uh, I just looked up the time of game. Oh for man, that, that was kismet. It was totally everything was kismet. Right. For I mean, it was right. I mean, it was. It was. Oh, it was only a three hour and three minute game. Even with, I mean, it would have been cut cut by you know a good twenty twenty five half hour. Oh, man. So yeah. So, so those anyway. three things, the weather from the year before, Bobby Valentine the year before, and then what that particular game was the day of the marathon. I mean, I just, 
it was just such a special team. I mean, it just brings tears to my eyes to to think of them, and they they were just amazing. And the, and the whole city, it was just like we were all. I mean, I remember sheltering the whole thing. It was just it was just really. Anyhow, just just it's great. It was great to have Jake TV. It was great thinking that they're all going to be at the. I just it's just so many amazing people, and they were all there and came together and. Um, Anyhow, just thank thank you so much, guys, for the show. It's great. Yeah, well, Allison, thank you. Thank that you, was Allison. awesome. Yeah, there you go. I appreciate it, Allison. All right, uh, we're gonna. By the way, do you remember if you, if you can name the Red Sox lineup that day? Ooh, could you could you do? You think you could do this? I I've I've got the game right in front of me right now. I've been oh. looking at it. Oh, you do. So I'm I'm disqualified. Oh, I'm not looking at it. So you can quiz me. Ooh, ooh, Joe. Well, Joe, how old are you? I'm 25. All right, so okay, where were you when when this happened? Were you in, you were in school? Um, I mean, they didn't have. Were you it was spring. It was yeah. spring vacation spring, for yeah, me. Right, yeah. right. So. Would have been our freshman because I'm 25. All right, so all right, Joe, give it a shot. Right. Let's go. Okay, so I want to say I I don't have the exact lineup order. Yeah, you could tell, but me I know I know Pedroia, Pedroia played second. Okay, yeah, that's, um, that's I'll, I'll, I'll limb on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jane Victorino was right field. Was yes. he one of the outfielders? Okay, yeah, um, go well. <laughs> um, Mike Napoli at first, Johnny Gomes yeah. in left. Uh, uh, no, that day he was not in left. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Jacoby hey. Ellsbury, he's in center. I know that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Steven Drew, shortstop. Yeah, that's a good pull right there. Okay. Excellent okay. Yeah. Um, who was catching? So, it was so, David Ross, the catcher. No, no, no. It was Salta Lamakia. Yeah, there the we catcher. go. Yeah, yeah. A friend of the program and also a participant in the uh, Bradford Show. We gotta, we gotta get an update if he's doing Cape Cod League again. <laughs> we will. That's, okay. We'll give it time. Uh, but just to, because we gotta take a break. So Gomes was DHing. Can you name who was playing left field? Oh, who else was the? There's outfielder. two candidates, and I would honestly believe it. I, I can tell you, I can tell you, third base was Middlebrooks, right? Uh, Middlebrooks, yeah. I, so Jackie Bradley was playing left field. Oh, I forgot he started and the this, year. Let's not forget Mike Carp would also have been a candidate to play left. What field. a name! I probably. Um, and do you remember who was starting pitcher that day? Um, I want to say was it Buckles? No, it was Dempster. Oh, okay. Because I so, remember, I remember the rotation. I just forgot who was. Yeah. Pitching. So, so ironically, Dempster. So Koji wasn't even the closer then. Koji was the setup guy. Oh yeah, and, and they and, went through Andrew, a closer, then they went through another closer, and, and yeah, then eventually it, it went was to Joel Hanrahan. Then Andrew Bailey was the closer. Then he got hurt. So obviously, so anyway, good lineup talk. All right. Speaking of good talk, we've had a great first hour. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven here at the Bradford Show. All these people driving into the big Celtics game. You're going to have a treat coming up. Because not only can you go back and listen to our NBA correspondent, our newly anointed NBA correspondent, Kenley Jansen, who will be checking in as the playoff un- uh, playoffs unfold. But our Celtics correspondent, Justin Turpin, is re- going to check in just about an hour and a half before tip-off over the guard. And we are, we are very lucky to have Justin. He does a great job. He'll be chiming in and giving us the what's what coming up next.